Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Good morning, and welcome to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. And uh, we're we're recovering from a from a real busy weekend. Willie, you got to stay at home. I was down at Virginia Tech for this weekend. A lot of stuff going down. A lot of news breaking. Um, and, and the biggest news of all is something that I think is still a little under the radar. This Russian doping story, Willie. I, I, it's, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, when I first saw it come out, it was really weird because, you know, as you know, we have flow track here in the same building. And um, they started scurrying. Of course, it's, it's a topic that's directly... Uh, in their wheelhouse, right? Because the, the, the story is Russian track and field. Right. Um, doping. And as I was talking to uh, the head of flow track, you know, he was going through, he was going through all these um, particulars about the case. You know, they've had um, X amount of people banned for doping. Um, they're, they're mar- they had a marathoner, that a female marathon athlete that won like I don't know three of the seven major uh, marathons in the past year, and there's a point system to that, right? So the um, in the past, so there's a point system every year for these major marathons, mm-hmm. and when if you win the point system at the end of the year, you get a half a million dollar purse. That's all right. She has won that the last two years. Keep getting them checks. Right. So she won a million dollars over the past two years just for that. And in addition to the per- the races, uh, the purses for the individual races. And then she showed up dirty. Um, in, right. And there was also, I guess they have a really good race walking team and a and middle distance team and something about, I don't know, last year's worlds or last year's or last time the Olympics. Um, they had a number of middle distance runners. Uh, banned like the day a day or two before the worlds or a day before the Olympics. Um, so 
you know, when that story broke, it sent our flow track team scurrying, right? They're trying to get it up. They're trying to research. They're trying to dig um, into all the, all the details. And curiously enough, at the same exact time, and probably unbeknownst to a lot of people, um, because it was just kind of a tweet, right? It was just, it wasn't really front page news. It was just kind of a tweet that the president of United World Wrestling, of our world governing body, Nanad Lalovic, has been named to WADA, the, the World Anti-Doping Agency. He's on the board now because, um, and, and their former chair, WADA's former chair or president, is in, has been indicted on covering up the Russian uh, dirty tests, right? So, so the so one guy, guy, yeah. Right, so this guy goes out, um, wrestling's president comes into the board. It's just, there's a lot of dots you can connect there. Yeah, and it's like, which which way do you connect them? What does it mean that, um, that Lalovich is on there? If, it, it first says that, and this is a really good thing, I think that, Lalovich is incredibly politically savvy, I guess, so much more than Martinetti ever was. He didn't know how to play that game at all. Lalovich is on the IOC, um, what is it, board, committee, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, now, what's that? He's on the he's on the IOC panel. Yeah. Right, panel. And now he's with WADA. So it's good in that way. But what... I mean, the the facts are the facts. Russia, Russian wrestling is one of the main. I mean, Russia in general was just tattered with guys cheating and doping. But of the sports, it was the third most popular one with these um, violations. With right, thir- so thirty two, yeah, Brock wrote an article and cited the New York Times thing. Well, that the New York Times graphic in Brock's article. Um, is not like New York Times research. I mean, that comes directly from the report that was released in which um, wrestling was the third highest, Russian wrestling was the third highest violator. Um, it went Russian track, Russian uh, weightlifting, Russian wrestling. So then when you see, when you see this and you see um, Lalovic being named to WADA, you can make two kind of jumps like uh yeah is 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 he trying to help i don't want to say cover up but clean up is he covering up or cleaning up yeah right, right. Like, is it two is it two two directions you can take and and um i have been i, I don't know what the word is i impressed maybe um I'm confident in Lalovic. I mean, he's positioning himself well. He positioned himself well uh, in the Save 2020 deal. He got named to the IOC board. Um, a lot of influence there, and now he's on WADA. So he's out there. He's on these committees. Wrestling is represented. Wrestling um, has a voice on all these things in all these arenas. So um, I lean towards Lalovic. Well, this is going to help. You know, I, I don't think there's anything – dirty that's going to um that's going to occur there but you have to wonder with you know for years now it might be our american sentimentality but there's always those questions is russia dope is russia juicing you know sure i mean i'll never forget willie talking and i'm not gonna maybe i might have already told this story 
but I'll tell it again. Talking with a, a wrestler who trained over in Russia and, like, explaining um, – and he, like, kind of explained USADA and how, you know, our country tests us and makes sure we're clean. And, like, the Russians were, like, bewildered, like, don't – wait, don't they want you to win? Like, I, it didn't even register with him. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised at all to hear this. That's basically – all that that story told me exactly what was going on, and and this country will go to great lengths, I, I believe, to to win, and uh, so so I'm not surprised. And right, it's a it's it's a country. Russia is a country that has long, like since the Cold War, when there was this thing for supremacy, and it was epitomized or or um, symbolized in athletics and the Olympics. I mean, this is a country that's long been known to go to great lengths to have their athletes achieve stuff on the world stage. And the, the, the phrase that got me from this report is, now, you know, if it said that Russia track and field athletes found doping, right? Okay, okay, that's, that's one thing you might, you might, in us wrestling fans, might say in our brain, uh, oh, I wonder if wrestling is doing that too, because wrestling, you know, we know what we know. Um, but... The fact that the phrasing was by the by the WADA um, commission report, whose name was Dick Pound, by the way, um, it, it, the phrase says "state sponsored." Right. State sponsored. So when you see that it is state sponsored, with which means very pervasive, it, it's a thing that Russia, the government, is endorsing and condoning. If they're doing it for track and field, you know it's going on in wrestling. So let's connect another dot. It's state sponsored. That's acknowledged. Okay. So we, the Russian Wrestling Federation president Mikhail Mamiashvili, <laughs> is high up in in UWW. So. Yep. That is another thing that's like, well, you know, state-sponsored cheating. The president of Russian wrestling, high up in UWW. So what does it mean to have Lalovich on there? Because you can't uh, – it's it, it's kind of one or the other, right? And I, I don't know what conclusions you draw, but part of me – maybe I just have a pessimistic mentality, but I kind of – I'm I'm wondering if this is if this is actually good or if it's actually going to enable Russia and kind of protect them a little bit. Um, is that unfair? Is that unfair? Yeah. Um, I don't think that's unfair. I think if the track story wouldn't have come out, right? If it's let's say let's say the track story didn't happen yesterday, and all that we knew was that Lalovic was named to WADA on the board, right? Mm-hmm. Then you could maybe say, well. Um, that, that's going to protect wrestlers from doping things, or that's going to protect Russia from doping things because Mami Shvili's there, and Mami Shvili's on our board, uh, you know, the UWW board. Um, but look, when this when this hits the fan, when this track stuff hits the fan, and it says Russia state sponsored doping scandal, I don't think I don't think you can cover it up. I don't think any political maneuvering is going to cover it up. I don't think that anybody can do anything about it. Yeah. So with Mami Shvili, he's the vice president of, of United World Wrestling. Does, do you think he has a, a a change in his role now? Can he can he hold such a high position 
within our sport when the country he represents and is the president of is implicated with widespread cheating at in this sport? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle that. And I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know what direct role Mamish really has in the athletes. I mean, you could make that conclusion, but I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, is is Rich Bender? Rich Bender's not administering. Well, I I, I would assume that the that Rich Bender's job and and Mommy Feely's job are are pretty different, in my opinion. I, yeah, I don't know. And honestly, and if there was a widespread um, doping issue with the United States, you know, maybe to a degree, even though he. Uh, Rich Bender would have nothing to do with it. He would probably be culpable. Just kind of the guy in charge often um, yeah. gets punished. And it's like, hey, it happened on your watch. We see it all, yeah. the, t- we see it all the time. And, you know, it's happened on um, Mami Ishvili's watch. Who, for you know, there's a reason he was denied a visa into our country, right? Like, the... And you can Google and figure that stuff out pretty quickly why he wasn't allowed into the United States. So I don't know. He's not necessarily the most savory guy to begin with, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it's going to I don't know how it's going to unfold there and, and what the implications are to to Mamishvili on the board, to Mamishvili on the board in Russia. I don't know that. Yeah. OK, so steroids in wrestling whatever it is i don't know if they're using steroids hgh who knows what they're doing um the, the question was raised well russia's so good at wrestling i mean does it even matter does it even help and that's that's, that, that's crazy right like of that, course it helps right i mean right i mean you can't say well russia's so good they would have done it with done it they could do that good without it no they can't no they can't no. you can't you can't say Russia's so good, but then they're taking these super pills to make them even better and that they would have done as well without them. That's false. It's false. And why do you think they do it, guys? Hello? They do it because it helps. They wouldn't put themselves at risk if it didn't have um, real tangible value. I mean, from endurance to strength to on and on and on. There's so many, I mean, recovery. Injury, right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot you can do. I mean, look what it did for... Ray Lewis, your favorite football player all the time, he got on a little deer antler spray, a little bit of something else, and he's back from a torn tricep in a matter of weeks. Like this stuff, really, really helps, and it definitely helps in wrestling. And you don't talk about Ray Lewis like that. I know. I had to get that barb in because he tweeted he was the greatest football player of all time. Yeah, he is. Which he is. Okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, if, a lot of PD help, maybe there, but we won't we won't stick on Ray Lewis too long. So that's Luke Keekley is the best football player in the league right now, uh-huh. by the way. Cool. And that's not that's not named Tom Brady. Right. And you said JJ Watt was like a month ago. And... No, I didn't. I oh said yeah, most... yeah, yeah. Oh, I said he's the most... oh, come on. Come on. Don't 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 do this. Because you definitely did. Maybe I did. You did. It's okay. You have you reserve the right to change your mind, as do I. Um do you, do you want to stick with this anymore, or, or did we hit what you wanted to hit with this stuff? We hit, we hit what we wanted to hit. I think maybe we'll learn more in, in the future. Right. So as we talk, we can talk about more of what we know, because right now we don't – I mean, let's not let's not talk about st- – like, it would be all conjecture, right? We don't know how it's going to 
implicate. I mean, we don't, we don't know the implications to wrestling. We don't know what Lalovic to Wada means. We don't know what Mami Shvili's role will be going forward. I mean, we don't know these things. So as other stuff comes out, maybe we can dig into it a little more. Yes, and we will. So more to come there. Huge, it's a huge story, guys. It's a huge story. I mean, in international wrestling, Russia is king, right? And even in Greco now. So it's, it's something you have to take notice of. Um, the Staying in the vein of international wrestling, the Bill Farrell Invitational went down. Um, and there's a lot of particulars that there's a lot of stuff into. a lot of that right 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 um what was what where where did you want to start there willie well let's start at the lightest weight 57 kilograms yeah, let's just go through the weights go ahead let her rip well tyler graff put everybody on notice yeah he looked great didn't he I, crazy <laughs> he was my he was my projected winner by the way i had him but you know we say he put everybody on notice. We look. We, I mean, we say he had a great performance. He almost didn't get out of round one. Right, Mitic had him. I'm not gonna say beat because we see, we see leads like that evaporate a lot with these new freestyle rules. Um, but Mitic was in position to win late, and Graf had to score late to beat. Mitic is Mitic is darn good, man. He, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to um, criticize him because he's amazing. I'm just throwing this out there. He gotta he gotta learn to close matches better. Yeah. And I think he would tell you that. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to be ultra critical of, of Mitrich, but I think he would even tell you that because he let one get away from him at juniors too. Yeah, he did. He did. And it, you know, he's learning hard lessons now and you, you know, he might have thought uh, or people may have thought, Hey, he's gonna take an Olympic red shirt. What's what's he really doing? Um, he doesn't have a shot. But tell you what, he's right there with these guys. These guys don't outclass him. And the point he made is that the field is not incredible, and Tony Ramos is the guy, and he's ahead. But the the gap is fairly narrow, so I don't I don't fault him at all for going for it. But yeah, Graf texts his way after that uh, all the way through, looking really really sharp, and his he has a change of scenery now at Rutgers, and that seems to be paying off well, and it's probably gonna be paying off for those Rutgers lightweights as well, including one Anthony Ashnall. Yeah, now how – what did you take away uh, from Daniel Dennis? Daniel Dennis is a guy that I think is going to be right in the thick of things for the Olympic spot. What did you take away from his performance? I mean, a good one. Uh, I'm I'm really surprised to see him get teched by Graf, but, you know, that's that – That was a lace. You right. Know? You know, if you get tech lace, that happens, right? So you got to mm-hmm. be, be aware of it. But, you know, he beats Tomasello. He beats Waters. That's, that's yep. good. You know, you beat good guys and – um, Dang, that was a good bracket, wasn't it? Yeah, loaded, loaded bracket, and then um, consolation. I mean, you and you are really super high on this. Well, super interested in Ali Nazer. Ali Nasir, I believe, is how it's pronounced. And yes, I'm I'm intrigued. I mean, in the last couple months, he's beaten Coleman Scott, Nathan Tomasello, Sam Hayeswinkle, um, and and that can't be ignored. So. Ooh. Even though, yeah, you can say freestyle, freestyle, but these these wins, they're they're really good wins, and I'm not going to ignore it. And I think he's got to be taken seriously at 133 pounds this year for for Arizona State. I think I'm not sure when he's actually second uh, semester. I think second semester, and then yeah. he's going to have to win that spot there. They've got Dalton Brady, who's tough, but keep your eye on on Ali Nasir. I think he did. Uh, 
I think he's proven. And and you know you drop a guy that good from the Fresno City College room into the Arizona State room. The arc is it's tremendous with him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You got to think. Uh, step up in coaching. Step up in workout partners. Yep. So sixty-five. Yeah. How about? I mean, it's just before we even get into it, just making the jump. I mean, fifty-seven to sixty-five. That's done. Just, I I don't like it. It's a ginormous it jump. Gets on my nerves. But you're right. Sixty-five. Um, Oliver over Steber. Another really <laughs> great bracket with Molinero and and Kellen Russell and and all, all those guys in there and and um so first let's talk about steber over steber over or peak jeez oliver over Ooh. steber yeah great match i mean one where logan looked really really good early oliver i don't understand and i never understand I wasn't how logan how logan gets to legs like so easy like everybody else you kind of you kind of see what they do to get in on the attack. Logan just kind of like consistently and always at every level just kind of like falls into a shot. He makes it look so super easy. Yeah, Hunter's the same way, actually. it's they, Ace have a, a tremendous feel for the sport, and I think that's served him well. And in the ties from space, he's just really, really good at getting the legs. Um, a nice comeback from, from Oliver to take it in, in a match. These matches have been really tight. You know, actually, their World Team Trials one was actually not so tight. But other than that, these guys have been really close. And I think where maybe we were thinking Logan Steber's going to be an also-ran at 65, or I'll just speak for myself there. Uh, you've well, got to put him in that conversation. Right. How much better did he look? I was not impressed with Steber at, at World Team Trials. And um, maybe that's just... I don't know. He did pretty. He made. Maybe he won true third. I think. I, I he I know, but he didn't look sharp, and um, maybe that's just my built-in. Well, this is Logan Steber. He's amazing, right? But he didn't look Logan Steberish at the at, in Madison, and you know, geez, he's coming coming off NCAA's, you know, and so maybe my expectations were a little too high for him. But he looked. Re- he looked like a completely different guy from Madison. He looked really good this weekend. Yeah, I thought he had a great performance. And, you know, Oliver's Oliver's still sitting there at number two behind Metcalf. But, you know, maybe Steber now creeping into that conversation as he continues to look really, really good. Um, so, I mean, you, you know, okay, for, now let's go to Pico. Pico split matches with Frank Molinaro. Molinero forward him in the first match was which was pretty much the match. I think it was final was four one or four two, and then he came back and it was all Pico in the second match. Yeah, it was, and you know what? The, it was a good adjustment from Aaron, I think. From and he mentioned this in his interview from trying to like just out brawl Molinero. It's just not it, you're gonna have a hard time opening him up, and he did a much better job in the in the second bout, and that's a good adjustment from from the young buck, but it's. You know, it's always been this big mystery, right? Like, Pico's beating beaten world champions, but how does he stack up domestically? <laughs> and we tweeted out, and I, like, oh, Oliver Pico semi. I'm like, hold on. We we don't know what he's got domestically. And sure enough, he loses to Molinero in, in the quarters. So I don't know where he is exactly. 
I think he's right in that mix, but I think he's he's a little bit behind uh, domestically. As as great as he is, and remember, this is a kid. He'd be a he'd be like a freshman in college this year, so he's still way ahead of the curve. My yeah. question, my question with him is, I just look at him. I don't know how to look at him because it's like, well, this is it for Pico. Like he's done after 2016, and he's gonna be fighting and. I don't know. I'm just not really thinking long term with him. Because if I was looking at it through that lens, I'm like, man, he's going to be the guy really, really soon. And now oh, I'm yeah. looking at him. Now I'm looking at him like, well, he's not going to make the team this year, and then it's you know, Pico's going to punch dudes' heads in. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think Pico is looked at completely different than everybody else, than everybody else. And I think, I, I think it's funny that the tides for him turn so quickly in the eyes of public perception right when he loses to Molinaro I can feel the air out of the collective balloon of of public perception like um oh well Pico isn't that right nope that proves it that proves it Pico isn't where we thought he'd be there goes that superstar I really enjoyed the Pico era two hours later three hours later he comes back and totally dominates Molinaro and now what do you got to say? People need to take a deep breath on Aaron Pico. The yeah. kid's 20, 20 years old. I mean, he would be he would be a uh, you know, a, a kid in college, freshman, right? So I don't know if they like scoff at the hype or like or scoff about how much he's been in wrestling news forever and or scoff at like his endorsement deal and he went pro and he's not going to wrestle in college and if they're aggravated by that or it doesn't sit right with him but pico's fine pico's great yeah i think there's a lot of value in you know just him making the team the olympic team and you know that's what they've set their sights on all along and that's what kind of what the plan's always been for him to get ready for um you know for him leaving high school wrestling and not wrestling in college it's all been for these freestyle goals so he set himself apart with his plan right by doing it differently, so he, I'm not saying he deserves extra scrutiny. I'm I'm explaining it, I guess. So yeah, that's... yeah. I just I just don't get the I don't I don't get the added scrutiny pressure, whatever you want to call it. I I just think I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's the same thing with Chance Marstow. The kid was great in high school. He was great. He he, he every bit of every bit of publicity he got, he earned. And you know, as soon as as soon as they take a stumble, then they want to hate on that. Um, and, I mean, Pico's different in the sense that I, you know, Pico's obviously farther along. Yeah. But um, it's the same. It's the same knee jerk reaction, right? He he loses on the front side to Molinero, and the sky's falling, and Pico's not what we thought he was. He comes back and dominates on the backside, and now what do you got to say? Yeah. So the Aaron Pico saga still. Will continue to be written. We'll see him at the open, as he is not yet uh, qualified for the trials, right? No. So, so gonna... how how um, interesting is sixty five kilograms at the trials? Um, I I don't know. You don't I, think it's that interesting? I, I think mean, it's going to be amazing. What's the difference from last year that Pico's in it now? Oh, I guess James Green is the big one. Uh, yeah, James I mean, Green. Yeah, Pico, very interesting. James Green, everybody peaking. Um, yeah, I th- I just really feel strongly it's it's Green and Metcalf 
And, you know, it's been Metcalf for years now at this weight, and I don't see anyone that's closing on him. And now the only well, guy... I mean, I mean f- from a from a fan perspective, I mean, I know you're trying to project and say who's going to win the deal, but from a fan perspective, I love the 65-kilogram bracket. I'm going to be glued to a Molinaro-Jimmy Kennedy match. I'm going to be glued to these matches early rounds, quarterfinals. Yeah, oh, oh, no question. I think most of the weights are going to be like that, maybe 65 to a to a higher degree. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say, Willie. Of course it's going to be good. The, the Olympic trials are going to be amazing at, at all weights. Because, you know, with the elimination of these extra weights – um, that talent's got to go somewhere. So you're getting more talent into fewer weights. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I always bring up the the size issue. And again, once again, I seem like, it seems like I'm in the minority on this, but um, I just think Steber's a little small compared to these guys. I, you know, I, I think if 61 kilograms was an Olympic weight, in an Olympic year, he could get down there and and be an absolute monster. Yeah, I know. It's too bad for him. It, it kind of stinks that they got rid of that. What was a great uh, international weight? Um, are we really going to go through every single weight? No, we're going to talk about Kyvan Gadsden. Oh, what about him? Well, I mean, it was kind of his freestyle debut, and it didn't go so well. I mean, there you know, people talked about you know, he beat Kyle Snyder. He's going to be a he's going to be a force, and and you know some people um, prematurely link that the fact that or or inaccurately link the fact that he beat Kyle Snyder in a folk style match means that he's going to be the guy come Rio, um, and that's you know easier said than done. But I didn't think he looked so hot, man. He didn't he didn't wrestle well. He didn't look to be in tip top shape. What did you think? First action back since March since. Essentially, quote, I'm not going to say he retired because that's just kind of silly because he just took – he was off the mat for like a month. Um, but but he had like planned like he was going to be done. That was it. He truly was not going to wrestle anymore. And uh, I don't know if it was seeing Snyder win or what it was, but something changed in him. So he decided he was going to wrestle in the summer and he's going to go after uh, the Olympic team. So – when you factor in, he was probably off the mat for a while. And then when you factor in that it's his first freestyle match in how long? Like, he won, I want to say universities years ago. Like, four or five years ago. That was the last... I think he'd be, I think he'd be Tanner Hall. Yeah, maybe. A long time ago. It, it was a year Maple won it, too. So, it's been a while. And, yeah, he comes back. He loses to Enoch Francois, who's been a guy that's, you know, been tough on the ladder for a while uh, by a point. And then he loses to David Zabriskie, who I have never understood why he hasn't been more of a contender at this weight. Uh, I, I just always, like, watching him in college, I'd be like, man, he's small at heavyweight, but he should be a force at 96, 97. But he just hasn't been. Um, but he loses to him, and, and that's it. So... I don't know what to make of it. I I take the the point is Snyder's the guy, and anyone in this field is a ways behind him, Kyvan Gadsden included. Yeah, yep. Um, but it pops that balloon. I think. I mean, sure. 
I mean, it, it pops a, it pops a theory. Kyvin Gatson is right there with Kyle Snyder. No, he's not. No, he's not. Okay. Yeah, I'm. It's you know, styles make fights, and he did beat him twice last year. It's not like it was just a one pin, and he won. Um, he, he beat him at Vegas as well. But I think Snyder's just a different animal in freestyle, and that's proven. I mean, Snyder also lost to. You know, if Nathan Burak said, I'm going to make a run at Rio, would we say, uh-oh, Burak's coming? No. I mean, he and he beat Kyle Snyder last year. So, you know, maybe it's an overreaction because of, of a folk-style result. Right. That's right. That's exactly right. Um. So, yeah, that's that's the Farrell. Obviously, there's a, a lot more. You know, Marable loses to Valamont. Um, Anthony Valencia takes some lumps. I mean, we could go on and on for what we saw, but we've only got yeah. an hour and we're 31. Yeah. We got a in. lot of, we got a lot of college stuff to hit too. Amen. And, um, opens all across the board this weekend and duels. Um, some big duels what, this week. Holy cow. Some big duels coming up. What do you want to start with? You want to start with Oklahoma with, state. You Can do? I, yeah, yeah, I do. I really do. So the, I, my opinion is this this is the year for Oklahoma State to make their big push, hold nothing back. And I didn't think they would face this um, decision, honestly. But I think they got to go with JoJo. JoJo Smith beats Bleas and Marsteller handily. Marsteller, another rough weekend down at 57. I think you can safely assume Chance Marsteller is not the same guy down at 157. He wasn't last year. He was up at 65. He beat Palacio, Ethan Ramos, and Mike England. Okay? He's a different guy. Comes down to different, 50, Completely different guy, right? Comes down to 57. He loses to... I forget who he lost to last week. Uh, it was a Google loss, and then he loses to... <clears throat> then he loses to JoJo Smith. Wayland Barnes, maybe. Barnes. Yes, he loses to Barnes. And then now he loses to JoJo. And it's like, okay. it's. I think it's almost... You can almost say it's established that... Right, you, you know that I... you know. I'm always the guy talking about the guy needs to be down. The guy needs to be down. And when Chance was a sophomore in high school, I said he's going to have to thin out when he gets to college to wrestle at a competitive weight. You know, and, and now here he is in his uh, two years, second year in, in college wrestling, and I'm like, nope, he's going to have to be down at 57. Well, I'm wrong because either I'm wrong or he's doing it wrong one way or the other. But like right. you said, he is a completely different guy as, as 57 than 65. When you're beating Dylan Palacio <laughs> at 65, uh, and Ethan you're, Ramos, and Ethan Ramos, who was a semifinalist, was he a semifinalist? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're fine. Don't mess with that. Right. Right. Um, so, so yeah, it's too bad. Um, I mean, personally, I speak personally, I'm a big chance fan. And want to see him do well for a variety of reasons. And I don't know if we're going to see it this year. Maybe he gets it under control. One thing I'll say about this 57 situation. Well, first of all, I don't know if he can beat Belize. I assume that he can. I believe that he can. Um, I, I don't think Oklahoma State has to make that decision right now. And I think they can afford to send JoJo and Chance and all those guys add to tournaments and let it get a little more established and you can find out both hey can chance get it together can Blee's get it together at 57 and you can also find out hey can jojo beat guys that aren't his teammates and i think i and it it just appears to me that over time 
we're going to find out that JoJo can and that maybe Chance can't and that no. ultimately he'll get the nod at 57. No, I mean, so you're raising your hand and you're saying pull him. You're saying pull. You're saying put the best guy in um, regardless of burning their red shirt. I'm, right? I'm say, well, what I'm saying is ultimately that's what should happen. But I wouldn't do it right now. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pull his red shirt for a no, grapple on the gridiron. Said, but when it's all said and done, yes. And and John I mean, Smith, John Smith. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say John Smith. They don't really have a hard and fast. You know, Iowa does not wrestle true freshmen. Period. Yeah, we're gonna get to that in a second. Um, but um, they Oklahoma State doesn't have that kind of a plan. They'll they'll redshirt guys and they'll wrestle guys. It really it just depends. But the, the situation. For Oklahoma State, I feel. I mean, it's not just about putting your best guy out there. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, right. It's, there is a team component. There's, they are legitimate team contenders. And this is the year, right? I mean, Der- Derringer's gone after this year. You don't, you, you're not replacing that. And Marsden's. So they're gonna, they're gonna take a step back next year, uh, almost inherently. Even though they're gonna be really, really good next year. Don't get me wrong. They're gonna be really good. But this is the year you make a push. This is the year, right? So you got to have your best, your best guys out there, regardless of, of, um, of, of burning red shirts. And, and really, when you talk about burning red shirts, I mean, what, what is is the guy going to be a four time national champ? I mean, is that what you're saving it for? What are you saving it for? I mean, you need to put the best guy out there to win a team title. In in a vacuum, what you are theoretically sacrificing is. It's five years from now. It's five years from now, but in a vacuum, you are in college wrestling. You will be better your fifth year in a college room than your first. Now, what happens how is many, how injuries. Many, how many times come, do we see that not happen? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I, I Logan, could go Steve, on Logan, Logan Steber, David Taylor, Ed Ruth. Uh, Qu- oh, yeah. Quentin, let's throw out the mega stars. How many times did you well, see? Okay, don't ask for examples, and I immediately come up with examples. He's like, "Oh, let's go with mega stars." Well, I didn't ask for examples. I said, "I said, I said." Oftentimes, we see it. I can make a case that people regress because they get in that they get in college rooms and they grind and they're grinded down, and by the time by the time they're they're juniors and seniors, they're winning matches three to two. Every match is three to two Do because. They re- do they regress to the point that they are worse than they were as a true freshman? Because that's the regression point. That's how far they have to regress. Like I think of someone like Derek St. John who won as a junior and then was like fifth as a senior after he was like fourth, second, first. Uh, and- I don't. I don't count. I, I don't count regression. But the metric for regression for me isn't national placings because that's that's flukish to me. Uh, no. Who are you thinking maybe of? Who, maybe who it's do you not have in hard. Mind? Maybe it's not hard. I'll, hold on. Maybe it's not hard numbers, but it's eyeball test. They just don't score as much. They just don't. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Okay. Um, well, my, my point is yeah, I, I think it's still, if you can, it, it's better to do that. Now, we're seeing every year guys are more and more ready. And my, my thing is, you know, you could have a, a, a an injury that changes everything. And a lot of these guys, you're 
maybe not as good as a true freshman, but you're never going to be healthier, right? Like this this D1 grind just it wears and, on bodies. Yeah, it does. And here's another thing about JoJo and and Brock. We haven't even talked about Cade yet. Right. I mean, just when you get into a college room, and it goes it goes for anybody. Um, it goes for guys at Cal Poly and Wisconsin and all over the place. When you get into that college room, you immediately jump levels, right? I mean, you got better training partners, you got better coaching than you did in high school. But also, you you need to get assimilated to wrestling college matches, and you jump levels there too. So I think they need to get matches in. Yeah, I mean, like they. I guess what I'm saying is we got to see them at the scuffle. Yeah. See right. him at the scuffle, and and with Cade, he beats Gary Wayne Harding soundly, who mm-hmm. and Kyle Garcia, who he notched a decent win last week. I think maybe over Gary Wayne. I can't recall. Doesn't matter. Cade Brock beats beats Gary Wayne Harding. They wrestled Gary Wayne, and the thing is, Gary Wayne has a red shirt to to play with, anyways, because he wrestled last year as a true freshman. Cade. You know, I heard this summer, springish, that that Cade was losing to Gary Wayne. So things mm-hmm. he he's obviously jumped major levels, as you just mentioned. That's something that happens. So Cade is coming up, and while I felt like, I don't know, I wanted to see Cade get a red shirt because I just I think he's so so talented. But I think there's just a couple things he needs to tighten up. But shoot, maybe he's just ready to go right now. And for Oklahoma State. I think you put all the chips in the middle. You, oh, I do too. You wait, I, but if he's the best guy, if they're the best guy, you ultimately use them. Now it could be proven that they're not the best guys over time. You see yeah, them in more right. tournaments. I, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying pull them now. I'm not saying that um, this week, last weekend's results were how it always is going to go. The pecking order in the Okie State room, or, or who's the best there? I'm saying if they if they prove to be the guy. I do not hold their red shirt back because I, I don't hold the red shirt back just to save the red shirt. I go to win a national title. Like I like <laughs> when Steven Strasburg, they shut him down because of the innings thing. Oh my god! I don't get it. I don't get it. You have a shot. They only come along so um, the, often. The, you don't. You don't. You don't have those shots all the time. I, I'm not saving Steven Strasburg's career. I'm trying to win a. World Series championship right now this year. I'm not saving JoJo and Cade's fifth year in 2019. Yeah. I, I don't care about that right now. I care about winning a title when I have a shot to win a title. Right. Yeah, I agree. That's actually a great point. That was the dumbest thing ever. When the Nationals did that, uh, that was appalling. Um, because what are you protecting? In the same vein of true freshman wrestling, not wrestling, Miles Martin – uh, won the, I think it was the Eastern Michigan Open. He beat uh, Nate Jackson, who's a ranked guy from from Indiana. Beat him like 8-6. So, you know, it, it doesn't mean a lot. But, it you know, if Miles Martin comes out and gets fourth here and loses to um, guys, you kind of yeah. know, you know you know the other way, right? You know, like, okay, well, Miles is not going to be ready. But he wins, so it you you put a little bean in that basket that's like, okay, that's a little more proof that maybe he is ready. Now, beating Nate Jackson doesn't mean you're ready to, to place um, at Nationals, 
But well, it shows it, you're ready. It shows you you're ready to wrestle at this level. And Bo What Jor- does it mean to their to their title chances too? I mean, if they, if if you can go Bo sixty five, Miles Martin seventy four, and get you know a finalist in an AA as opposed to vice versa with with Bo at seventy four, um, do you burn Miles Martin's red shirt and take a shot at back to back? I I think you do if you can. I mean, I don't I know. Think- is it, is it a – and one thing, I talked about this with Ben. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but it's like if we assume that Alex is unbeatable and that Bo can't beat him, and then what – so if Bo gets second and Miles gets eighth, mm-hmm. is how much better is that than a DNP at 65 and winning mm-hmm. um, at 74, which I believe would happen? It's it's a couple points. It's not a lot. I mean, eighth place is like five and a half points, something like that. That's and a lot of points. Five and a half points is. Yeah. Uh no no well it's five and a half points but he got second at sixty five it's four more points if you win so it's like a difference of one and a half points. Uh, what's the pecking order? I mean, seventy four is kind of deep, right? Seventy four uh, well, is with, really without. I, Without Bo would be Epperly, Crutchmer, Real Buto, Butler, Meyer, Walters, Walters Brunson. Brunson. Yeah, I so, mean those are good. Those are good guys, and there's guys. So Miles Ma- Martin would have to beat some some hammers. I mean, even down to number twelve, Devontae Mahomes. I mean, right. it's it's a loaded weight. It's a it's a it's a tough weight. It's not top heavy. Like and that's why I think Bo Jordan would win it. But there's a lot of but good guys. It's dense, right? Yeah, it's dense. So that's. I mean, it's worth one and a half points if he gets eighth. I, yeah. I don't know if that's worth it. I guess but I see you know what? If he gets fourth, and maybe if Bo can pull off the upset, you never know. But and another thing to to factor in, Bo with the with the construction of 165 pounds, Bo is gonna bonus like maybe to the semis. Um, very possible at 165. Well, there you go. So there, you there you're making up some more points there you're in, in it that up, way. Right? Because I I don't know if Bo Jordan's going to bonus. like He's not going to bonus at, at Zach, 74 to Zach bonus Bronson. He's, at 65. Right. Right. So that's uh, those are things you got to consider. Those are things you have now, to consider. Now, let's, let's talk about the flip side of, of um, Ohio State's, oh, we got, you know, we could, we could make up some points with Miles Martin and, and this. Uh Kenny Kenny Quartz gonna Kenny Quartz. Kenny gonna Kenny. Um you know, but what the heck? This is a guy he, he loses he lost to Jacob Scheffel last year of West Virginia. Um he'll he'll drop a match here and there. It's all about getting him right for, for NCAAs and these are these storms are not uncommon to Kenny and the Ohio State coaching staff and company I, I think they'll know not to overreact or get too you know worried about it just because what whatever this this happens riley lefevre is a you know he did wrestle back for third kenny did sometimes you'll see guys all, all too often these early season tournaments pack it in they just <laughs> medical forfeit out you see that all too often guys lose the top side deuces um but he, he stuck it out he wrestled back for third and uh I, i'm not terribly concerned although it's <laughs> You know, he didn't lose his wrestle-off last year, um, which he did this year, and he didn't lose to 
Lefevre last year. Not that I don't think they wrestled, but he didn't lose to a guy quite that low. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm not freaking out if I'm Ohio State because that's just kind of the nature of Kenny. But if it continues, you start to sweat a little bit, and maybe that impacts how you're going to treat Miles Martin. Right, right. And handle so, that situation. So that's Oklahoma State and Ohio and, State and Ohio State and sort of some team race stuff and redshirt stuff. How about moving on to um, some ACC stuff? Indeed. Um, well, indeed, indeed, as Omar would say, McKenna beats Henderson. That's the the ACC thing because UNC ACC. Uh, yeah, I'm talking Henderson and Faust. Henderson and Faust. So Henderson loses to McKenna. Kind of controls that match. I felt like Henderson did. And then McKenna yeah. gets the takedown at the absolute perfect time. Rides him for a matter of seconds, and he's your winner for three. So nice. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought Henderson, frankly, I thought Henderson dominated the match other than. Uh, that's a strong, uh, other that's than a strong I, I, word. That's a strong word. Okay. I mean, I thought. Dominated? I thought I thought he controlled the whole match. Um, McKenna did show some good riding, and McKenna did show an ability to get away from Evan Henderson more than most people can ever do. Um, but it was it was Henderson in on, in on a number of shots. Um, I don't think that Joey was in on any shots until the last one that he got. Nope. Um, now, that being said, when you're a freshman wrestling the number one kid in the country, a win's a win. I mean, he won it, right? He did. He won it. So, and, you know, it's it continues. To, 141 pounds continues to just be. They, 141. They, What'd you even do? I didn't even see this. What'd you even do with McKenna? What'd you do at number one? G- Jimmy. Jimmy's back at number one. Jimmy back at number one? Yeah. And McKenna wrestles Gulaban like soon. <laughs> you so, don't sound like you're real confident about that. <laughs> I hate, I hate every decision I could potentially make there. I don't feel good about any of them. And I said this with Ben. This is going to be a way where number ones are going to get knocked off all year unless McKenna is like just the truth right now, right? Just going to win a title and beat everybody, which very well could be the case. Uh, we're, you know, Jimmy's going to take a loss because Jimmy takes losses. And then maybe Henderson's back at one or maybe McKenna's there. But McKenna's a freshman and he's probably going to lose. And then maybe it's Henderson again. But even Henderson, his last year competing, uh, he lost twice to Edgar Bright. And then Kevin Jack lost to Mike Pongrass last year and Chris McCotty, Dean Heil. Right. All these guys lose matches. Right. So at least as it goes on, at least as the season goes on, we'll have, we'll have this season's data. I mean, it, it, it becomes a lesser of evils right i mean i was yeah. talking to i was talking to fellow high school rankers about this about you know guys at 18 19 and 20 in the high school rankings and i'm like man i can't believe i have to rank this guy and and he's like oh you know i can't believe you're ranking that guy and i'm like can i have some other options give that, me some other options that is my and favorite thing give me some other options and the guy was like well i guess you're right well, yeah, there's there's a lack of bodies. There's a lack of uh, clarity. Uh-huh. So, uh, so it sounds like the same situation at one point. Oh, it, it totally is. It's like there's not uh, – it's like, okay, go ahead. Throw darts at having Evan Henderson at number one. Someone did yesterday with me. I'm like, oh, yeah? Evan shouldn't have been number one? Who should? They said Dean Heil. Oh, Dean Heil, who lost to Chris McCarty at NCAAs. 
should be the number one guy. Interesting. Like, I could poke a hole in everybody. I could poke a hole in, in Jimmy Gulliban right now. So it's easy to, to to look at who's number one and say, oh, well, this, this, and this. Who? We need a right, hero. Who? We don't have a hero here. And uh, maybe it is jo- our, our um, it'll be McKenna. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Ashnall. Um, but that's, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, to, to start the season in the first week or first two weeks of the season, it's the, it's established. It's not going to be clear. Let the data. It'll work itself out. It'll work itself out. You should not freak out over 141 rankings. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't recommend that because it's going to be a crazy one. Another crazy weight for kind of a similar reason. Just a lot of guys that are not super established. A lot of guys with flaws. Um, 165, Willie. Uh, a guy went from unranked to sixth in the matter of a weekend. How does that happen? What a time to be alive. How did it happen? How does it happen? Well, when when Max Roscoff is, is number eight, it happens. And Tanner Weatherman is number seven, it happens. And when you beat number four, Jim Wilson, it happens. So Jake Fowles... No offense, but that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous? Yeah. What's which part that I ranked him that high or that that's the top that those guys are the top. Right. Top. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It is. I mean, Tanner Weatherman lost to Brad Wookie last year. Max Roscoff was borderline rankable all year. And then now he's a top 10 guy. And I like the, I mean, nothing against these guys. It's just, I'm talking. Against, they just don't have the resume to be top 10 in my opinion. Right. But it's they like, are because there's lack of bodies. There's lack of alternatives. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy. So, Jake Faust, who actually, well, he beat Jim Wilson. Um, Uh, He beat Jim Wilson, right? Wilson beat, Wilson beat some freshman. Wilson beat McFadden. Wilson beat McFadden, yeah. yeah. Right. So, it's like, well, typically, in a regular situation, that, that win would never get you that kind of a reaction. But, so let's look back at Jake Faust last year. Well, now Faust is a redshirt freshman. No, he's a junior. He's a been, junior. He's been around, right? So he's got some losses, but <laughs> join the club, right? Like all these guys have some Google losses. Okay, so he's got bad losses, but nothing that is beyond what other guys have. So then, look at it a little closer. Well, he's got two wins over Max Roscoff already. So then that kind of puts him in that tier alone. Just the fact that he has those two wins, and then McFadden loses or beats Weatherman, um, and then Faust beats Wilson. So who beat McFadden? So there he is. He comes in at number six. I and I'll wow, say he really dorked out on us right there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that was totally nerdy, but that's that's what happened. So he's number yeah. six. If you think he's too high, listen. You think I feel good about it? I don't feel good about this. Um, but that's where I felt he belonged. I, I originally had him, I don't know, just ahead of Max, I think. All and, right, let's talk a little bit about – oh, one more thing. I, I, I want to talk about Iowa, OSU. I want to talk about Virginia Tech, Penn State. Oh, my gosh, we got um, But one more thing before we get into that. We only got six minutes. How about – did you see Jared Prince's weekend? Oh, my gosh. That, he you he talk- majored Mark Gray. He majored um, – Rick Durzo. Ricky Durso, and then he beat Todd Preston. Unbelievable. But you know what? He got beat by Cruz, but, man, 
That's his first to- college tournament? Right. You're majoring dudes? Who saw that coming? I mean, I'm sorry. Nobody. You cannot tell. And I know I watched him in high school. You watched him in high school. Really good guy. Great prospect. Super talent. But to make that kind of a debut as a true freshman, awesome. not even at the – he's at like the uh, – the, what is that thing called? The, the uh, nap or NAPS, NAPS, MAPS, whatever it's called. The like, It's like their first – The prep school. The prep school, right? And he's doing that there. It's like, holy cow, he put everyone on notice with that tournament. He's going to be really, really special. And I didn't even know he was a 41-pounder. I figured he'd be 33. Didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yes, I did. So – He's a monster, um, but as I've been talking about, freaking Randy Cruz gonna have a really nice year, and uh, yeah, already in the top ten with the win there. Beating he beat Neff, <coughs> Laster, and Prince. So nice tournament there for Randy Cruz and especially Jared Prince. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're gonna have obviously a lot uh, on the topic of grapple on the gridiron. Is that what they're calling it? Grapple, grapple on the, the gridiron. Iowa. OSU outdoor duel um, for you Hawkeye fans that were asking us if we were coming. It was kind of up in the air for a bit because, you know, we, we had to get our ducks in a row. We had to make sure we could do some stuff there. Um, but, yeah, we're coming. Flo, Brock is going to be up there. Um, and we hope to get all kinds of footage from, from tailgating and the, and the crowd and the outdoor experience and, of course, the matches themselves and the interviews. Um, and we'll, we'll have – you know, analysis of the duel itself, maybe some whiteboard war stuff. Um, or no, we're doing we're gonna do whiteboard wars on uh, Lehigh, right? Lehigh, Nebraska, Nebraska, right? But we'll have a breakdown. You're gonna do a super duel breakdown on Iowa OSU. For sure. Um, so let's talk about Iowa OSU, Christian. Uh, yeah, let's do it. I think I think you favor Iowa this early in the season. Um, I feel like I do. Well, Iowa has some, does Iowa have question marks in their lineup? Oh, absolutely! They have I mean, question no, marks. no, 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 Brody Grothis, of course. Um, and and the guys, you know, they went to um, Grandview Open, uh, but Turk didn't wrestle. I thought Turk was going to wrestle, um, but he didn't. So, uh, what, Christian, what are they going to do with some of their question marks? Forty-one, maybe uh, fifty-seven, sixty-five. What's going on there? Good questions. Forty-one. I don't know what they're going to do. Grothis is out till December or January. That's not good. Um, and then, I mean, you can't put all your ducks in, or that's not even the expression, all your eggs in that Brody Grothis basket. You have no idea how he's going to be at 141. He's never, he hasn't wrestled there. So you're going to wait till December or January, hoping Brody Grothis is, is effective at 141, which when he tried to make 41 last year and struggled, uh, that's a huge gamble. I think. You got well, to you got to consider Vince Turk. You have to consider him. I, that's what I'm saying. Well, here's the thing. Not right now, though. Here's the thing that we don't know. All Vince Turk went to Iowa early. All the reviews about him have been glowing. Vince Turk is really coming along in the room. Now, if that's true, then they consider him. But it's we don't true. know that. Maybe maybe it's that's true. not true. It's it true? true. It's true. I mean, I got it from. Okay. Now, we were talking about JoJo and Caden. You brought up Iowa, and I said we'll get to it later. But this is what I'm talking about. Iowa has this plan, like, I mean, it is a regimented thing. They do not start true freshmen. And and, and they stick to this bring-along-the-freshmen-slowly plan. Um, in a situation like this, though, I mean, Iowa's in a title hunt, no? I mean – They are. They are, I mean, if, we can, if 
if they can have a guy like Turk step in and, and be a contributor, uh, why not? Why not this year? Why not break that mold that they that they do? Yeah, if he's ready, I don't see why not. And we wouldn't – I'm sure – now, if he comes out and does well at Midlands, that's probably the point when they really consider it truly. And that that's – that's I think when we would see it, but yeah, I don't know it's just why. Odd to me that they didn't they didn't wrestle him. He didn't wrestle this weekend. Right, you know, man. Any you idea know, why? For I all thought we it know, could have served up. as a barometer. Yeah, I know. I would have liked to have seen him. But so I, is that what we're looking at, Christian? Like for guys like Turk and JoJo and Cade Rock, are we are we waiting until Midland Scuffle to really see their litmus test and 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 see if they're going to get pulled or not? Well, truly, with, with such a when when NCAA's really is everything you you're judged by there's nothing uh there's no real reason to have that risk i mean why wrestle him for why pull his shirt now why would you why would yeah. you pull it before i i just don't see what's the value in it to win a duel right. in november so. and plus you know you always run the risk of them being in a in the lineup pulling their red shirt for three matches and they break their ankle right in which you know case, what i mean they, you know and you can get a medical year typically there. That's but it what, just gets it just gets yeah, convoluted. Yeah, it gets, why? Yeah, it gets really dicey there. So I, I completely agree and think, um, you know, you wait, but I think you take a look at Turk. I think, you know, at 57, they're probably going to go with Cooper. And at 65, it's going to be Burke Paddock. Those are going to be question mark weights. And heavyweight, honestly, you know, they don't really have a lot of options there, but I think Sam Stoll... I don't know what they're going to get from him either. So it, they definitely have question marks. Maybe don't favor Iowa. I don't know. I'm going to write it tomorrow when I'm flying to Mark Hall announcement, and uh, I'll have all the answers then. I'll know everything that's going to happen. So ask, talk to me then, Willie. All right. Uh, a couple thoughts on Virginia Tech PSU. Who you got winning that duel? Penn State, and it might get ugly. You think? It might get ugly. So n- numerically. Numerically. Like, uh, they're not going to get blown out. I don't think Dance is going to win. He did not look great this week. Um, I don't think Nordstrom beats Conaway. I don't think um, Chisco's beating Jimmy. Mastriani ain't beating Rutherford. Uh, how healthy is Nick Brissetta? I'm not sure. Can he beat Jason Nolf? I'm not sure. 65, I like Tech. 74, I like Epperly in Tech. Uh, 84, toss-up, but probably favor McCutcheon. And then McIntosh at 97. It could be could be kind of nasty walls will win at heavyweight but it's gonna be I, I don't know how about that as your first assignment for jan johnson two two weeks after getting off the football field you have ty walls ty walls who is looking like a destroyer of worlds right now right so yeah i mean hey when you go through the lineup you make a good point i just i can uh, you know on first the knee-jerk reaction like i don't see virginia tech that strong lineup getting Getting worked by anybody, but eh, maybe you're right. They're going to lose uh, by decision in a lot of matches. It, I guess is my point. And so then it's like, you know, twenty-eight to six or so, whatever it's going to be. I don't know. And it looks like they got killed, but they lost by decision in a bunch of matches. I think it's going to be like one of those kind of things. Will it? All right, big huge duels this weekend, and it's... Um, Mark Hall tomorrow, Christian. You're flying out there. Um, pretty cool times. Hey, can we do this Thursday? Can we do FRL Thursday? Or are you on the road? Oh shoot, I don't get home till like the afternoon. Maybe we'll do it Friday. All right, let's. All right. We can't do it Thursday though. Friday. We can't do it Thursday. And uh, with that, it is it is time for us to 
bid you guys adieu for Tuesday. Uh, it is 11.02 in Virginia. But we thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. Uh, make sure you give them that five-star rating. And we will come at you, I believe, on a Friday, Thursday. I'm still traveling back from the Mark Hall announcement, which is tomorrow, live on Flow. Mark Hall makes it official. You can watch for free. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be really sweet, guys. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time.